This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. So, Judd, we didn't have a baseball game to worry about last night. That was good. Thank God. Yes, exactly. I was very happy about that. <laughs> Me too. I still, Judd, how did they get swept by the second worst team in baseball? Again. And one of the and a team that is on you know track for one of the worst records in the 162 game season, mm-hmm. which started in the early 60s. I, I can't explain it. Like they're just, it's such a lifeless group of dead ass players. And when every time when you think, you know what, there might be something here. You know, they sweep DAs, for instance, right. which they're a terrible team too. But you yeah. know, you're like, okay, there might be something here. There might be something to at least get to your point for months now, mildly excited about. You know, you just mm-hmm. want them to give you some reason for excitement. Uh, but that was, um, if there's sort of a stamp on the 2023 season for the Twins, Tom, that was it. Because I mean, yes. that is absolutely disgusting. Now, I do hope that this clears up in any temptation to. Uh, trade to help this team because this team doesn't deserve help now. No, and th- it doesn't. The deadline's five o'clock Central Time today, so I I do hope that the one thing that this did was send a message from the players to the front office: don't bother mm-hmm. because this team does not de- deserve it now. But did you see what Cleveland did yesterday? No. Okay. Oh, no. So this division, so Cleveland entered yesterday a half a game back, mm-hmm. a half a game back, and they traded, I'm not kidding you, a pitcher by the name of Aaron Savali, who's their best pitcher to Tampa Bay for a big-time first-base prospect. So Cleveland basically saw the Twins get swept and said, screw this, we don't want this division. We got no interest. So they traded away their best pitcher yesterday. God, that's weird for a prospect. Yes. Because the kid hadn't proven anything yet, right? No, no, he's right. uh, he is a minor league first baseman who was really good a year ago and has not been as good, but he's still seen as ha- having a uh, um, a good bat. So there's thought there's thought that he will come up eventually at some point, you know, next year. I don't know, mm-hmm. and help them offensively. But but the fact is, Cleveland basically said we don't want this division. This thing, it is. This is as embarrassed as I've ever been. I think for a division in any sport. That I've actually watched a lot. I agree. The Central Division. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland is essentially saying to the Twins, you take it, we don't want it. And the Twins just got done in Kansas City saying, no, 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 you don't understand. We don't want it either. Someone has to win it, but it's a complete joke. It is a complete Whoever wins, it's not going to go anywhere anyway, so good for you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a You're, heartbreaker for right. me because they started off so well this year. The beginning of the season was pretty damn good, I thought. It was ten and four, right? Yeah. I think they were ten and four. Yeah. At one point, so yes. And after that, it has just been, it's it's either been a gong show, which it was at Kansas City, or it's been this roller coaster. Every time that you think, you know, they're starting to get things right, they fall apart. And explain this. So Carlos Correa, hitting leadoff, coming out of the All Star break, actually looked like he was finally starting to emerge offensively, right? And. I think it's the last six games. He has just fallen off the face of the mm-hmm. earth again. Yep. He has done nothing. Um, and he is on track for, I think, statistically, easily his worst year. But you can't win with that. He's a great shortstop, but his bat has just, I mean, the inconsistency is just unbelievable from a guy making, what, $36 million. Yeah. Now, is it Falvey? Is it Rocco? Is it both of them? Something's really off here. I think it's both of them. Yep, I, I, I don't do know that the poll ads will pull the plug on both. I don't think that they will. Um, but it's both of them. And the construction yeah. of this team, I, I was talking about this on our uh, Score North Twin show with Phil and Declan yesterday. But, you know, part of it is, too, Tom, and this is not the first time, I don't think they have any feel for the actual for the actual people they're signing. Um, yeah. Because this team is the latest collection where it just doesn't seem there's anything there. There's no, like, leader. There's no personality. Correa's supposed to be, but he's he's not. Um, but t- to go back again, o- old man yelling at clouds, to our day, 87 and 
91 had Herbeck. It had Pocket. Mm-hmm. In 87, Gaetti. And th- that's what I was trying to ask Kent about when I talked to him a couple of Fridays ago on your show. You know, you go back to those teams and the character of those teams, not just the players as far as being good, but, you know, a guy like Puck, the character of that team was off the charts. There is nobody like that now to walk into no. the clubhouse and say, no. this BS ends tonight. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's both Falvey and Rocco, but I don't think they have the uh, intestinal fortitude at the end of the season to fire both. I They're going to need, I think, to fire Rocco just right. to do something, you know? Yeah. See, that makes total sense to me. Uh, but I will tell you, it, it's... It just breaks my heart when they start out nice and hot and everything's looking good and then you just fall apart. And then you get swept by the second worst team in baseball. It's getting much worse. I literally thought they had a good chance in the playoffs after the first month of the season. I really did. Why not? Yeah, you're right. Why not? The pitching looked good. They started hot. Yes, I think after the first month, it looked like it, it was a terrible division that they could win by 10 games. Yes. We had a listener email, uh, and I wanted me to ask you, Judd. Uh, this is from Chad. Ask Judd if the Twins are really considering trading Sonny Gray. I hope so. I've been, I have been saying yes. <laughs> he is going to walk away as a free agent. He clearly doesn't like it here, I think. So why not trade him? Get something back. Be- because if he walks away... It's a long, involved process, but if he wa- if he walks away and, and has what's called a qualifying offer, the Twins will get a compensatory draft pick. But I would prefer to get people right now, players, e- even if it's prospects, um, and then call up the Varlin kid from St. Paul or Dallas Keuchel. Like, what's the point in allowing a guy to walk away? So, so you're going to keep Gray on what has been an absolute disappointing team that might get to the playoffs, but if they do, they. They got no chance. Like, it, it's a complete joke. And the other thing is, as I said, you go get players. You go get Don Baylor in 87 to reward the clubhouse, oh, right? Phenomenal. Right? But good job, guys. You've done a great job. Now, here's a bat. Here, here is a, a guy with postseason experience. Here is a guy who is going to be the quintessential pro. That's a reward. This team doesn't deserve a reward. No. This team, des- this nope. team deserves nothing. I cannot argue with one thing you're saying. I, I, I am really disappointed in them, and they just don't seem to be even trying to get better. Yeah, this weekend pissed me off. Yep, it did. It just pissed me off. We have to take a break. Be right back in a couple more minutes. Judd, be with us till what, 38? Yes, sir. I Absolutely. love it. Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen, right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll off the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, we'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98 
Sheet. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. Judd Zolgad with us, ladies and gentlemen, just talking about what a failure the Twins are, and now we can move on because football starts up two days from now, the first preseason game. Do you believe that? The Hall of Fame game is the biggest waste of time, though, in the history. It, it used to be the Pro Bowl, yeah, which was, they finally yeah. canceled for a skills competition <laughs> yep. type of thing. Um, but I, I saw a promo. I think it's it's the Jets playing. I forget whom, but it, it was the starting quarterbacks, right? So Aaron Rodgers, yes. you will never see them in that game. They I will agree. not be playing. So, right. But, yeah, the, the Vikings were in full pads and on – for the first time, so they started training camp practice last week, last Wednesday, but they were in full pads for the first time on Monday. They'll be back in full pads today, and their first preseason game is, I think, a week from Saturday or a week from Friday. Yeah, so, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It, it's here. You're right. It's here. The only negative news there is that means that winter can't be far behind <laughs> if the football you know that, season starting. I do like fall, though. I do too. I do like oh, fall. I love when, fall. You know, yep. I, I mean, I'm with you. January or so, it gets to be like yeah. enough, especially into February. But I, I will say, my favorite season when I was young was probably spring. Right, you're sitting outside in the patio drinking some beers. Now I think I'm a fall person. I like yeah, fall. I understand. Cool, cool but comfortable. Yeah. Don't mind it at all. I certainly understand that. No, and that's the part of of the football season I do love. Those fall games are fantastic. Yes, yes, exactly. Now, did did you did you grow up ever going to go for football games as a kid? Not as a kid. No, at the I old to, stadium. I went to my first one when I was like probably twenty, twenty one, something like that. Okay, because I I didn't see a game there at, at the old. Uh, old stadium on campus. I got to think that 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 would have been fun. It was great. That was one of my favorite parts is the the very first game I went to. Julie Pearlt was the stadium announcer. (laughs) Okay. Julie was phenomenal. And he always said, the Minnesota Gophers are on the 25-yard line, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. But so the stadium announcer, Julie Pearlt, (laughs) we're sitting there, and there's this pause and you see this little thing hopping across the field because it was, you know, an open-air stadium. And one of the yep. uh, ends of the stadium was open as well. It was horseshoe-shaped. And there was a pause, and all of a sudden you heard, there's a squirrel on the field. <laughs> just the way he said it was brilliant. <laughs> it was just wonderful. Didn't he used to tease fans by, like, giving the score backwards or something? There, there was something yes. I recall that he was famous for, and, and it was basically an antagonistic thing, but it was pretty funny. Oh, he was great. That whole era, uh, Rod, uh, what is it, uh, Christensen, Ray Christensen. Ray Christensen. He was phenomenal. 
Mm-hmm. I loved listening to Gopher football games with him calling it. I mean, CCO back in the day was a legendary radio station. It really was. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I think it's hard now for people who were born probably, you know, in, in the last 40 years or so to get that. Because, I mean, CCO oh, yeah. was the be-all, end-all at one time. Yeah, the, had the Gophers, had the Twins. I mean, mm-hmm. did they did they used to carry the football games? Because I remember we, when I yes. first time around at KSTP, the the Vikings were on 1500 KSTP. Yes, they were. Uh, so I think the I think CCO started carrying the Vikings when they came here in '61. At some oh, okay. point, okay. At some point, though, like like you said, they lost them to KSTP in the mm-hmm. early '70s. And then I think they went back to CCO, and then around '84 they they actually went to, uh, and I think it was a couple, two or three years on KS ninety five. Joe McConnell did the play by. Oh play. yeah, there you go. That was the era I begged the people to get the Vikings. If we had, if, when I was at KQRS in the middle of it, the whole thing, if we had gotten the Vikings, that station would have never lost. They would have had a fifty share. I always was expecting that too. No, oh, me too. I bet they just wouldn't uh, yep. do it though. They would not. This is a music station. I said, we have a talk morning show. Why can't we play a football game every Sunday? No I mean, what are you talking about? Did they about? listen to your show? I know. It's just <laughs> so weird. But they just wouldn't do it. They would not do it. Never well, understood and, and, that. And plus, it's a Sunday afternoon. Exactly. Who cares? It, Right? It's not the twin. It's not like you said, go get the twins and no. preempt right. your music. You know, it's a Sunday afternoon. But I always thought KQ, especially um, especially in that era, would have absolutely crushed it. And it and it also would have been fun. Oh, God, it would have been an absolute ball. Plus the fact an automatic audience because we had the highest rated morning show in America. Yes. There were tons of fans. I love that line. We're a music station. Do you listen to my show? Said Tom Bernard. I know. It's like, what are you talking about? But the, I, I, that's the part of radio I've never understood. Management f's up things so many ways, so many times. It's unbelievable. Well, and and to to your point too, um, during the time that you're talking about as well, like you weren't just um, a talk show in the morning. You did a ton of sports. Like it's it's hard now yeah, to get yeah, this, did. but I mean yeah. your your thing with Mark turned into I, I thought at that time at that point in time I thought that was the biggest sports talk segments. Yeah, that broke talent. the show big. That did break the show. Marky Rosen was great to work with. I was so sad when they took him away. You ran a guy for governor, and he got a ton of votes. He got like yeah, thirty thousand votes or something like that. It was he got a lot of votes. Those were fun days, man. That was back in the day, no doubt about it. Yeah, in, in, in fact, I, I just found it. There, there's a chapter in Mark's book devoted to that entire time. Oh, is there really? His time on KQ, his love for you, oh, being taken nice, away. Uh, when C, you know, again, to, to your point, CCO came in and said, "Well, if you're that popular on KQ, we gotta have you." But of course, by then. CCO was a different thing, it's so it wasn't late, going to yeah. be the same. It it wasn't like all of the eighteen and nineteen year old guys who liked your show were going to bail on Tom Bernard to go to CCO to your sports segment with poor Mark and Sid Hartman. So and it didn't last that. And by the way, I was a huge fan of Sid Hartman as well. Yeah. Sid and I got oh, along. Yeah. I loved Sid. Just the, I mean, he leaned heavily favoring the teams. There's no doubt about that. But that was Sid. You expected it from Sid, right? Exactly. No, I, I'm just saying at that point in time, your your show was, you know, hip and popular, and it made Mark more in that spectrum. And then I think CCO's management mistakenly thought, well, if he's popular on KQ, we'll get all those high school kids to go to WCCO. Oh, it's God. like, that's not how it works, management. But they never know. I mean, very rare. I've worked for a couple of good managers, but that's it. About yeah. a couple out of the 50 that I've worked with. Our place now is well run. I will say mm-hmm. that. Like they, Wait a they minute, are it? you talking about Dan and Amy? I can't yeah, be nice yeah. to them. Forget it. <laughs> well, and Ginny as well. Let's and be very let's clear. Be clear. It starts, let's it be starts clear. at the top. Hi, Ginny. It starts at, we love at the you, top. Um, but yeah, the fact kissing that going you, on here on the, on the show. The fact, that, <laughs> the fact that you ran a, a local TV anchor for the governor position and it became this huge thing is one of the great media-like college class 
things that that can be taught, especially from that time period. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works now. I don't think you could yeah, probably do it not. because it's so probably fractured not. and yes. fragmented. But my God, that was absolutely nuts. Remember the, the the song the guy sent in? A guy wrote a song for his campaign and what? And it ended. Mark Rosen for governor. It's like really all sweet. And di- didn't you guys, uh, I-, I don't know if this came in from a listener or it was commissioned by you, but didn't you guys have a rawhide ripoff? Rosen, Rosen, mm, Rosen, Rosen, little Marky Rosen. That was written by Dan Colhane, as a matter of fact. Dan was another guy. I loved working with Dan Colhane. Mm-hmm. He ended up losing him a couple of years ago. What a nice man he was. Yeah, no really doubt about guy. it. I, I got very lucky over at that station. Most of the people I worked with over there were very, very pleasant people. You know. Oh, and that station was you. great. It was back in the day, and then of course they sold it and they effed it up totally. But other than that, it's good. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of things have been sold. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of a lot of it. places have changed, Tom. <laughs> the Star it Tribune has. went went from you know the Coles family, and it was just beyond reproach, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. To McClatchy, which which drove it into. Bankruptcy. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar with missteps of uh, of go- going from family or good ownership to to uh, you know hedge fund like complete chaos. Yeah, and that's what's going on. It's been going on for about the last what six, seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah, maybe well, maybe I'm, ten years. Yeah, and newspapers are a mess now. Now the, mm-hmm. the strip is owned by Glenn Taylor, who, despite his shortcomings with the Wolves, actually is a has been a great businessman. Like, he's been great for the paper. Oh, okay. But, but you know, these papers now, like the Chicago Tribune and, and Pioneer Press, they're owned by hedge funds who just try and bleed them dry. Mm-hmm. That's one of the saddest things because, I mean, that's why these papers are rail thin now and their staff is a mere fraction of what it used to be, especially a place like... The Chicago Tribune, which was, you know, oh, God. just one of the great papers. It was indeed. You, you talk about some great columnists, that newspaper. I, oh. Look, Star Tribune and Pioneer Press had great columnists, there's no question. You know, Souchere and Royce were at both places, exchanging, mm-hmm. uh, you know, positions at one point. No, I, the Star Tribune was a, a must-see every day back in the day. And then, as you said, they sucked all the money out of it, the, uh, the ownership, and destroyed it. Yeah, I don't no, know. It's, it's, that's what happened. That's what's happening in radio now. It's going to happen. To, it's going to eventually happen to local TV stations. I mean, that's one thing about working with Hubbard. You don't have to worry about that because they're not that kind of people. That's why podcasts and streaming are where it's at. Oh, no, it is. It's true. It's it's early. It's still very very early in this yes. business, but uh, it's going to completely take over. There's no question. Absolutely. But Absolutely. what are you going to do? So any other sports things you want to talk about? we got about seven minutes left, so I'm going to get you out on time. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Phil does too. Um, no, you know, the, the Vikings starting, and we'll, we'll know, well, we won't know a lot more. We will have more to talk about, I guess is the best way to, t- to frame it, after they play a game or two in, in the preseason. Um, but with the way that the Twins are going, thank God we have something else to at least sort of right. divert our attention, right? right? Exactly. They, we've got something else. So, so it's that's the one thing is seasons are approaching where we could basically just put the Twins on the, the back burner, yeah, and I guess forget about them until the until if they do make the playoff. I, I'm very torn here. I don't know. Like, there's a very good chance they're going to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I, you know. I can't get excited about it. No, so no, I'm watching football practice now. That's now, what I'm doing. How about my Gopher football club? Is that looking like anything this year? Um, I don't know yet. It, it's hard to tell, but I will say this: if they're ever going to make the Big Ten championship game, which has existed now for how long? Fifteen years? Twelve years? I don't know. If they're ever going to do it, they have to do it this year because. USC and UCLA are joining the Big right. Ten. I'm not, right. I'm not bleeping you next season, and they're gonna put the whole conference instead oh. of divisions, because the Big Ten West, which the Gophers are in, is not good. Like it doesn't have Ohio State, it doesn't right. have Michigan. Right. But next year, Tom, they're gonna put the whole Big Ten back together, oh. and the top two teams are going to the Big Ten championship game. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm 53 right now. I will be dead before the Gophers ever finish top two in a Big Ten that's together. I would have to agree with you, pal. 
It was so hard. I mean, look, as far as paying any attention to sports whatsoever, and that was because my friend Dave Anderson got me involved, you know, watching sports when I was eight, nine years old, something like that. And the Gophers won the national cha- Gopher football team, won the national championship in what, 60 or 61? Yep. I can't remember which year it was, but I was either eight or nine years old, and I will never forget that. And they have not won one since. <laughs> no. Not even come right. close. They haven't been to a Rose Bowl since then. <laughs> so what's going to happen first? Them get, uh, end up in the top two or the Eden Prairie light rail finishes? Which one's going to oh, happen first? Tough call. Eden Prairie. All right. They're not going to get ever. They're, they're never getting back to that game, are they? They haven't been to the Rose Bowl since then. The last time they were <laughs> eligible, eligible for the Rose Bowl, I'm not bleeping you, is 67. Oh, and and they, I think there was a three-way tie. And at that point in time, the team that tied that hadn't been to the Rose Bowl in the longest period went. And at that point, the Gophers had been there, I think, you know, five years before, which is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So the Gophers didn't go. So they have not been to the Rose Bowl since the early 60s. And this, you know. 60 years. I just, I don't know what to say. 60 I, I years, yes. that is. <laughs> yes, my, my guess, my guess is the only Brittany's daughter has a chance to see if something ha- happens in the course of her lifetime, them finish top two in a consolidated yeah. Big Ten. But I don't think anyone currently on the screen has a chance, and that's saying something. That's saying something. No, I think you are right, though. I, I, re- I just don't see any of these teams being any good ever. I just don't. I mean, to, that good. They can be good, but to be that yeah. good is a different story. Uh, I used to go watch the the uh, Gopher baseball team play a lot. They haven't won a whole hell of a lot either. Did you? Oh, I still love watching those guys play. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Oh, I did. I still. I, I would. Huge. Well, I still am a huge baseball fan, as you know. But uh, it's. Well, I mean, look at the Vikings. Last time in the Super Bowl is what forty-five years ago. Yeah. Uh, seven. Was it the seventy-six season? Se- January of seventy-seven. Yep. So look, forty-five years, forty-six years old. Well, it is That's remarkable. Years. What the hell happens to this place? We got all the money in the world. Minnesota is one of the wealthiest states in the entire United States, right? Per mm-hmm. capita, of course. But we have all the money. We have all the exposure. We have all the people. But we just don't do anything with it ever. Why? I don't know how you have a streak now where, where of the four men's professional teams we follow, there has not been a not just a championship. There has not been a appearance in a final since the ninety what one twins. Because <laughs> the North Stars went to the ninety one Stanley Cup Finals, but that was right. spring. Yep. So October of ninety one was the last time any of those four teams, you know, forget again, forget a championship, has been to a title so that they could or a title series so they could possibly win a championship. And then we just keep watching. Well, I shouldn't say we. I'll take the full blame. I still watch the games. I don't know why the hell I do. I have no idea why I do. Why do same I torture reason myself? I, same reason I do. Something's wrong with us, but we don't know exactly what, so we just keep watching. <laughs> just keep moving forward. I'm the same way, man. I'm guilty as you are. Maybe. I, you know, but I've been saying maybe now for, like I said, 50, 45, 50, 60 years, some of these teams. I've been saying, oh, well, any day now, eh, it's never going to be any day. It's not going to happen. Um, sadly, I don't disagree with you. I'd love to say you're wrong. I see something. I see a championship just over the horizon. I can't disagree with you. Only Minnesota, where many people claim hockey was invented in northern Minnesota, yeah. Only Minnesota could be zero for zero for zero in any hockey championship, other than college level, I suppose. I'm talking professional. Yep. They just, how can we have never won the Stanley Cup? How no. is that possible? Don't, don't forget, Tom, we lost our first team. Yeah, that's right. Like if, like if you were to handicap the odds of, okay, here's a bunch of, here's a bunch of hockey states or a bunch of states with teams. Who's going to have their team re- relocate? And not just relocate, but relocate to Dallas, Texas, right? Yep. You know, St. Louis, Los Angeles, and it ends up being Minnesota. I know. That's one of the most remarkable things. And I know there were w- odd circumstances, but the state, but what's now known as the state of hockey actually lost its first team. They did. 
and I'll never understand why. I, it's, the, sports in this area is just... Uh, well, all right, I'll stop complaining because you got to go anyway. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk tomorrow and, and, and recap a trade deadline in which I'm hoping the Twins trade at least one of their starting pitchers, and it's, it's Sonny Gray. It is Sonny Gray. You want Sonny Gray to go? I want Sonny Gray to trade, yeah. He's kind Get of like, some form. Yeah, he... He's regressed, too. Yeah, he's regressed. That's a good way to put it. All, all right, right. Pally. See you all later. Talk to you later. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk Judd's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, score north, of course. I'm going to run down the hall so you guys schmooze amongst yourselves. I'll okay. be right back. You can do that. <clears throat> all right. I did see that you put on there. We've talked about mm-hmm. this a little about Mattel making new movies because, obviously, if they make money, they have to make new movies. Sure. And I want you to tell me about this one. Um, how would you feel about Barney being made into a scary movie? Well, they tried this already with Winnie the Pooh. I don't remember this. I know they were, it was supposed to be like very eerie. Yeah. So what happened was Winnie the Pooh decided that, uh, well, I can't even say decided that there was a, you know, whatever, after 100 years of being on this planet, finally things go open domain uh-huh. and they can be made into whatever they want. Winnie the Pooh was the same way, and there was somebody who found this out at year 99 and a half and said, you know what would be awesome is a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Did we need it? No. Did, nobody, did anybody watch it? No. Was it a big fl- flaming did pile of garbage? It? I watched, like, a little bit of it just to see what all the hype was about. I watched the trailer. Yeah. There's really nothing to it. It's, was it scary? No. It's it's dumb. It's silly. It's, you know, it's campy. There's it, We don't need any of this stuff. So the fact that they're taking a version of Barney and then putting it in, they, they just want name recognition. They do this crap all the time when it comes to... Uh, what was it? A Die Hard. Yeah. The, the the last Die Hard movie they put out with Bruce Willis had absolutely nothing to do with John McClane. All they did is at about the hour and 12 minute mark, the bad guy mentioned John McClane's wife, Holly McClane. <laughs> to loop and it all like, in. Well, I guess this is a Die Hard. Is- but the thing is, is, I think what happened was they had a movie. Yes, they had a script. A script yeah. And they were like, we want to sell this thing. However, we don't have any name recognition behind so, it. You know what we do? We bring in Bruce Willis. We call it a diehard thing. Yes. We make one mention about Nakasagi Tower and well, then Holly Gennaro, and then we call it a day. On top of it, too, what you know about Bruce Willis and how he was filming his last movies, it's like so bleak to think about the lines they were giving him and him not sure if he should be there kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. There was at one point I had heard that he was sitting at a table eating soup for the scene. Yeah. And when the, the lady walked by, he was like, man, my soup is uh, it's a little cold. Can yeah. we get a new one? And they were like, you're not at a restaurant. And oh. he didn't realize he was not at a restaurant. They had no idea he was filming something. So, yeah. It, when you start hearing stuff like that, do we need the new Barney movie? No. But is Mattel going to make it? And are we going to talk about it? Because we're doing it right now. Absolutely. Do you know about this metaverse of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? I, ooh, I feel like I, I, I've heard this, but okay. I don't know anything about it. So if you've got like a teenager or someone a little younger than a teen, you may have, like, this might be your whole world because there is this, like, obsession with Five Nights at Freddy's. It's the whole concept is kind of like a circus pizza or what's ours called? Um, is it circus like, like pizza? Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese, okay, thank sure. you. Animatronics. It started out as just a, um, a video game. I, I know what you're talking a about. A very yes. basic video game. It was on the iPad. And the whole concept is you work the overnights at like a place where there's animatronics. And you have to make sure they like don't reach you and attack you. Sure. Well, they built the whole world around this. And I'm telling you, it is like a million dollar industry that nobody I know has heard of unless you're under the age of 12. And people that have Five Nights at Freddyaholics, that's all they can talk about. Yeah. My daughter and I were walking down Hennepin Avenue one time and there was a line out the door to walk into the Pantages. And I looked at the marquee and said, who is, I've never even heard of this yeah. person. My daughter goes, oh, they're the biggest thing on YouTube and TikTok. Everybody knows them. Isn't that funny? That's crazy that guys like Russell Peters, who's one of the best stand-up comics on the planet, can sell out Aloha Stadium at 70,000 people and I asked my mom about Russell Peters and she's like I have no idea who you're talking about. Isn't that wild? I yeah. think we're about to like I think once in, in like five years all these little niche things that have secretly been making so much money are going to be so mainstream and it's going to be so interesting. Yeah. Tom, if they took a if they took Howdy Doody and turned it into a horror movie would you go see this movie? 
Mm, I don't think so. No, see what I mean? Like <clears throat> I don't stuff, think from, I would. stuff from your childhood. I don't need to see a horror version of Barney or Winnie the Pooh right, or Howdy Doody. Right. I don't need any. Do of they those do things. all that? Well, they did the Winnie the Pooh one, and it sounds well, like the oh, Barney okay. one is on the horizon. Oh God, yeah. Uh, movies now are horrendous. They're the worst they've ever been. I mean, there are some good ones that come out, but not many. Yeah. I mean, most of the movies now are terrible. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell happened. I, I just, do we really need 10 animatronic movies out at the same time? No. I mean, Jesus, no. that's all you got? Isn't it true, too? And then once they kind of, like, step aside from the formula, they find that they can make a billion-dollar movie, yeah. and they're like, yep. oh. But that's the problem. There's still money to be made. They always go back to the well. If there's yeah. any money to be made, they just keep going back to that well until we're like, stop. We don't want to go to this. Yeah. You know, like the automatically going to these um, Marvel Universe movies or shows, you're you're just feeding that machine again mm-hmm. and again. And it's it sucks, too, because I know a lot of people have like traditions around, um, you know, Marvel movies and stuff. Uh, but it, it seems just the quality just keeps going down. Seems like that to me. And in the meantime, streaming is getting better every day. Yeah, that's true. Streaming television is fantastic. It's really hard to get me out of the house to go watch. Well, something. yeah, me too. Because what's the point? I, I have the I have a great couch. I have you know we don't have to get a babysitter. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to give you formally. It has to be an event for me now. Now uh, the last and again I love going to the movie theater, but it has to be a good movie. I would have seen. I still haven't seen John Wick because it's three hours long. Yeah. I just, my God, why did he? I don't want to watch a three-hour movie. Yeah. I like the buck and half ones. I did. I did have a lot of fun at the Batman, and that one was about three hours. It, but it didn't feel like. Oh, it didn't. It. Okay. No, I don't know what it was, and I was pregnant too, and I peed like four times during that movie. But like, I. Loved it. I thought that was so good and worth seeing in theaters. But maybe I was really hard up for entertainment because we didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I suppose I just saw this headline pop up. I don't know what this means. Oh, but no, I, I, I tell you, you go to the movies. I'd love to go back to the movies, but the movies suck. I do love streaming television. Asteroid City, did you see that in theaters? Yeah. yeah no, 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 one. I saw it at home. Oh, you saw it at home? Yeah, I saw it at home, yep. I thought that maybe you saw that one in theaters because it was so new, but I didn't know it was also at home. I would love to go. I love sitting in a movie theater watching a movie. The last, time, the last one I saw was with the kids last uh, Christmas, I believe, Puss in Boots. Oh, that was the last one I went classic. to Classic. So there you go. Oscar winning it was Puss good. in Boots. Oppenheimer hits a little different if you're Japanese, as such many of them aren't laughing at those Barbenheimer memes that are mixed Barbie characters with images of an atomic bomb exploding. Yeah, you uh, didn't you reference that the other day, Barbenheimer? Yes, that, uh, that was a big thing where people would do both Oppenheimer and Barbie in one day. But I mean, this has to do with images in a picture. Do you know about that? Yeah, uh, no, not exactly. But they had a lot of memes. Um, it, it's like all over the internet right now, where they'll like take a meme of like something beautiful and then something dark and call it Barbenheimer, the combo. Oh, that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Warner Brothers Japan even issued a statement criticizing the official Barbie Twitter account for sharing them. They said, quote, we take the situation very seriously. We're asking the U.S. headquarters to take appropriate action. We apologize to those who were offended by this series of inconsiderate reactions. That's so weird. I get that, like, it's still a historical event, Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Nobody's downplaying that. Right. But I bet you this is a very small community that would be up in arms about the Barbieheimer combo. Like, I can't imagine. I mean, maybe it's looked at as flippant, but it's hard to imagine that it's still, I mean, this movie itself isn't full of, like, jokes and good times, Oppenheimer. No, I'm sure it's not, yeah. Yeah. And that was 80 years ago, correct? I believe so, right? Around 80, almost 80 years ago now. Um that's the whole problem you got. And look, I'm not saying they should have done it. I have no opinion about it. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. But that's why you don't attack other countries. Yeah. Because now I, you don't see, I mean, obviously Russia, that guy is so psychotic. He attacked Ukraine. But it takes psychosis to do that now because you do. they do realize, look what you can get at the end of it. Yeah. Keep it up. They, they could wipe a country off the face of the earth now. I know. I mean, that's the whole problem we got here. Yeah. So let's not be attacking other countries, shall we? I love that. It's just, I, I don't know, that, that whole thing, that whole World War II deal. Um, and, and now, as I've said before, 
America saved the world from the Nazis. There is no doubt about that, that America had to step in and get it done, but we're still the biggest shithole on earth, according to people who live here. There you go. It just proves you know nothing about what you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. But they all have opinions, I guess. Everyone, right? I mean, and that's yeah. that's so funny to like really get in that mind frame of back then being so terrified that you have trained oh, yeah. kids to hide under their desk. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God. I mean, if it's gonna happen, like hopefully it'll just happen. We don't have to pretend like hiding under a desk is gonna help. Yeah. Ugh, what a terrible time that must have been. We have a break, so I'm gonna hide under my desk right now. Perfect. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Schatzko with mnfatloss.com, and I know the secret. Our unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, and no hypnosis, go online to mnfatloss.com. If you're interested in losing weight, I highly recommend the MN Fat Loss Program. I started the program earlier this year. I've lost 28 pounds. Honestly, it's been easy. I don't have to exercise. I eat delicious real food, and I'm not hungry. I recommend the program to anyone wanting to lose weight. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600 or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back 9.53 now, seven minutes till 10 o'clock. Think back to the last time you were naked. How comfortable were you in the buff? Well... I don't understand that. I took a shower. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. I'm comfortable. I would hope you were naked in a shower. Yeah, I was fully clothed. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Sexual health and wellness practice out of New York just did a nationwide survey asking people across America on a scale of 1 to 10, rate your current level of body confidence in the nude. And basically every state said it's a 4 or a 5 because all the averages are between 4, 4, and 5, 8. Uh, The state where uh, people are most confident without clothes on is Washington. Oh. Rhode Island is second, followed by Delaware, Maryland, and Colorado. The state where people are the least confident is a tie between Indiana and Oregon. Nebraska is next, followed by Minnesota. Nice. So we're very, no, that's where least confident. Oh, I'm sorry. So A lot of times on shows, people pay attention to what you're saying. So I thought you were saying that what was... No, it's not good. It's the least confident. I got it confused. The The way they had it, the high rating for least confidence. Now I got it. 
Indeed. Uh, the survey involved more than 3,100 people, but six states were not included because they didn't get enough responses. Alaska, Montana, both Dakotas, Vermont, and Wyoming. Yeah, I can't see those people in the states going, yeah, who cares? Yeah. We've got our own deal going. Of course, it does uh, matter what we're doing when we're naked, I suppose. Most people are totally fine with having sex with the lights off. The comfort level with that is about 8.6 out of 10. Being naked at home alone was also high, along with uh, changing in, in front of a partner, having sex with the lights on. On the flip side, most people would not be cool with being fully naked on a beach. The comfort level with that is just 2.7 out of 10. Being naked in a sauna is also low, along with uh, changing in a locker room, skinny dipping, partially uh, being partially nude on a beach and changing in front of friends. The confidence of being uh, naked at the doctor's office is middle of the road. Five. Well, if you have to be naked at the doctor's office, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but it's not exactly my most confident is sitting in those little, uh, really? like, paper robes, those, like, yeah. plasticky things, yep. and, like, I mean, I am not going to, like, do lunges casually while I'm waiting. <laughs> no, I could see that. Um, the confidence of being naked at a doctor's office in the middle of the road at 5 out of 10, as is having sex in front of a pet. Oh, don't, don't even get me started. Really? I had an ex, well, we were only dating, I wouldn't even call his boyfriend and girlfriend, and he would not tell his dog to get out of the room when we'd have sex. And I couldn't do it. Like, no. I remember going to, like, one of those generic, like, brunches with one of, like, three of my girlfriends and them telling them that they're like, that's disgusting. I was like, thank you. I thought it was. It was disgusting. You can't, your dog cannot be in the room. They have to be. <laughs> get out. They have to, you have to formally say, it is time. Go outside. I don't know if you'd put up with that. Do you, you guys have to just put him in the corner? Yeah, we're going to have to do something with it because I don't think he could put up with it. It's like, what are you doing over oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. He would, well, he would be so concerned for Catherine. Well, exa <laughs> that's exactly right. He's like, what are you doing to her? Stop. Yeah, he would. No, you're right. He would yeah. be a pain in the ass with oh. that. But what are you going to do? Especially, Such is life. Especially there's dogs that have, like, more human-y eyes. Have you ever seen dogs that have, like, a little bit, you go, those are human eyes for sure. Really? Yes. Eek. Isn't that kind of scary? It is. My sister has a dog uh, named Vito, and that dog has the most human eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I will not change in front of Vito. I will, like, won't show him my social security card. Like, that dog has human eyes. Mm -hmm. So what kind of dog is it? It's a, an Italian truffle dog. Oh, that's why his name is Vito. His name is, uh, yep, it stands for Danny DeVito, and they call him Vito. Oh, it stands for Danny DeVito. Okay. Yeah. Do they know what Vito means? Mm-mm. You know, tell them to check. Uh, it's a good word, actually. Okay. It's a very, very good word. As a matter oh, Jesus. Okay, we have to close on this one because this is disgusting to me. Maybe you guys like it. I don't know. These people do. Two-thirds of Americans could eat uh, just sandwiches for a full week and be perfectly happy. I suppose I could for oh, a week. Oh, hell Why yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Oh, heck yeah. Um, here are a few more uh, stats on our uh, sandwich preferences. Number one, ham and turkey dominated as our favorite sandwich meats. I like them all. Turkey's my jam. <clears throat> Turkey's really mm -hmm. good. Love turkey. It is good. Wheat, sourdough, and multigrain are our top choices for bread and whatever it is. 58% prefer toasted. Yeah, toasted bread is good. It's so good. It's true. Our favorite cheese to use is cheddar, followed by Swiss, American, pepper jack, and provolone. Our favorite veggies to toss in a sandwich are tomatoes, onions, cucumbers, lettuce, and pickles. Um, yeah, I'm not a big onion guy. You like onion? I do, and you're you're very clutch on. I've talked to you and Alex about this. You want them so small. You don't want to take a bite of an onion. That's yeah, I don't like onions. I don't. Never have. People overuse them. I think in a lot of a lot of recipes. And Alex has said this to me as well. Like the garlic that she wants, like watching her husband cut garlic, she gets irate because it's too big. She yeah. wants it like a sliver. Right. Mm -hmm. I understand that. The condiments that got uh, the most votes would be ketchup, barbecue sauce, mayonnaise, honey, mustard, and regular mustard. I'm not a big mayonnaise guy, but the other ones are fine. I, I'm not a big sauce guy, actually. I don't know why, but, like, ketchup is not in my realm no. of sandwich things. Like, I would never Me put either. out, if I, like, was putting out, like, a buffet of anyone kind of put together their own sandwiches, I would not think to put out ketchup. You know, it's funny, I used to get bitched at because they're, all of my friends would put ketchup on their hot dog and I would put mustard on it. Well, I get that for a hot dog, but are we saying a hot dog is a, we're not saying that that's a sandwich. No, oh, but okay. I mean, just, why would, why do you care if I put mustard on my hot dog? See, Who cares? You like 
barbecue sauce, but you don't like ketchup. That's correct. Would you ever put barbecue sauce on a hot dog? Never thought of that. Maybe. That might be good. It might be really good. I mean, who would have thought chili would work, but yeah, putting chili on right. a hot dog? Oof. It's it great good. and everything, but like, if we're trying to act like that's a casual eat at a game, you need like a plate for that situation. Oh, yeah. No, that's a delicacy you have at the house. You don't, yeah. throw, you don't get that at Target Field. But people do like have those on the go, like yeah. a Chicago dog with mm-hmm. all the things, and I mm-hmm. go... I don't know how you are thriving in life mm-hmm. if that's a casual eat for you. Where's the best place to buy a hot dog out on, <gasps> on the road? That's a great question. Uh, Quick Trip's got good dogs. Okay. Really? If we're going gas station. Um, I would I, never buy a hot dog at a gas station. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's two places in Minneapolis that sell like the straight up original Chicago dog. And I'm, I think they might be actually called Chicago dog. And I know there's one that's kind of in South Minneapolis, kind of by the light rail off of 55. I'm spacing on the name of it right now, but oh man, it's got the big giant pieces of un- like tomato and yeah, oh yeah, it's delicious. I would love, like throwing a hot dog on a grill is something I'm going to have to do this week because oh, that's yeah. just so good. Chicago dogs are great. All that stuff they piled to, to the ceiling for God's sake, but they were good. But you, yeah, I just, I would, even just right now, if we had a hot dog on a grill, simple, Ketchup and mustard, mm-hmm. live my life, yes. The one I'm thinking of is Chicago's Taste Authority. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's right off of Highway 55, and I think it's like 42nd Street. 42nd and 55. Nice. Yeah. They're trying to... 42nd and 55. 55. It's it's kind of by Lake Hiawatha. There's a uh, if you if you take in 55, kind of by the VA. If you're going north, it's just north of Minnehaha Falls. There's a, okay. a holiday gas station over that way. Well, I was thinking of a um, different 55. I was thinking of one that's in Minneapolis. Yeah, that that is Highway 55, Minneapolis. Yeah, but the 50. Oh, you're thinking of the one on the other side of town. That's on the north side. This is on the south side, kind yeah, of by see the VA. That. Yeah, I didn't yep. know that. Yep. Yeah. So 42nd. I should have said 42nd South. On the south side of town. Because yeah, I was going, where the hell would that be? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's not too far. It's just a little north of the VA. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I See, and I, I, always, I should reward myself every time I have to go to the VA to go get a hot dog. That sounds amazing. You should. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow.